Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Corner Flag Talk Podcast. As always, it's your boy John. I hear with Virgil. Who's yours again? Yeah, uh, yeah, just trying to enjoy, enjoy. Uh, I was trying to enjoy my weekend. Things yeah, so I've well. been trying to enjoy mine for a little while now. Has really been going my way. Um, it's been a while since I wear a little kit on the show, so I say I throw on one. Um, big up all if you've seen it, and yeah, housekeeping usual. Be sure to like and subscribe, follow us everywhere. Um, follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram everywhere at Corner Flag Talk and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Um, I'll be real honest, we on a whole set of things that I don't even know their names are because of the distributor that we operate out of. So yeah, wherever you get podcasts, please subscribe to us. Other than that, we're here, we live, and we're here to talk about the latest in football, which sometimes can be very painful. Um, that being said, we can start off with City versus Liverpool um, in the FA Cup where it was 3-2 in the end, but for a while it looked like Liverpool was going to run away with the score. Um, some people were saying that they did not expect the lineups that were put out, that it was somewhat of a B team by, by City, and yet it was the, the first team by Liverpool. And I guess to some extent that quality did show, um, I think Thiago Alcantara had a brilliant game. Um, really showed his class and I've been saying for a while that I think he's been having a really brilliant season and that he has been continued to be stereotyped by the fact that he had a poor first half of our first season because I think even second half of last season he was good but a really poor adjustment period to time in England and people think that he's been a flop since then whereas I think he's actually been brilliant I think he's been a big contributing factor to Liverpool being able to fight on all four fronts this season um, I want the unsung heroes in this Liverpool side that being said, it was 3-2 in the end, as I said. Kanate got his third goal in three appearances. And Sadio Mane with two. Zach Stefan thought he was Edison. And, he, bro, uh, I don't think you got the facilities for that big man. And, yeah. Uh, Gabby Jesus pulled back one. And I believe it was Bernardo Silva pulled back another. Nah, well, yeah, but Gabriel got yeses for, for Grealish goal. Right, Grealish, sorry. Grealish and um, Bernardo. And... Yeah, it was straight to the end. What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, many people were were talking about, you know, the whole pep changes and stuff. And many people were, many people were talking about it and and put the category of him overthinking it. But realistically, it was it was known from it was known from before that Pep Pep was not going to play the first team because mm-hmm. he has a a trend of any any cups he has those players that you know he loves he he wants to give everyone time to play because you know when you think of the cup runs. Well, and before of Ake stepping into the Champions League and, and slotting in brilliantly. It was players like Zinchenko, Ake, Stefan, Fernandinho, or and then after when you look at the front three, whoever and whoever not not getting minutes in the league or in Champions League, he usually play them and let them get get a little run out. Mm-hmm. So it was so it was expected that he is not going to go full strength. And honestly, Klopp knew that. Club mm-hmm. knew that he was not going to go full for he was not going to go full strength, so you understand that 
there is a little difference because all of the board played played midweek football, you know, City came out of a grueling game against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And you have to give yeah, I mean you can't you can't be you can't be mad at club for that because he will put out the full, put out a full strength team because this is a competition that he hasn't reached a final final in. And yeah. he would love to reach a final in IFA Cup. So by all means, yeah, he would he would make sure and get that he would make sure and get that gun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because even for many cup he had, you know, how he had his cup players too. But, you know, for this game, he wasn't taking no chances. And I, yeah. and, and I feel like you can't, you can't blame him for that. But yeah. when you're talking about going into the game, when you're talking about it, City really was just slow and there was terrible the first half. There, there's no other way to say that of them just being terrible. There was completely outplayed and dominating. As you say, they could have rack up real plenty goals in that, in that first half. The only mm-hmm. positive that you'll see on Citizen is that they had the fight back because you know, because as Pep said, Pep knows the quality of his players. He know he know that um it wasn't down to just the personnel because the, you know it was he can't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't blame it on the personnel and say just because there was no Walker, just because there was no Bruyne, that there was a the Bruyne. There's a big quality gap, a big gap in quality with yeah. the rest of the players. And it shouldn't be that big. Of yeah, a gap. It, it shouldn't be that big. And you saw that from so you saw that from the from the fight back for a simple thing of just bringing on Mares and you saw that the confidence was there. If if maybe if a change happened earlier or if certain people then start then started, you know maybe maybe things will be different. But you know in competitions like that, especially in cup competitions, you know they you can't really have an off day in in, in stuff like that, especially like in the FA Cup and stuff like you said, you can't have no off day. And that really was what City had. Yeah, definitely. So um, on the other cup game, Chelsea won two 0 In the end, it felt pretty standard. Um, Virgil, yeah. there was talk about how. You know, Conor Gallagher not being able to play in this game really um, hamstrung Patrick Vieira going into it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we should be looking to abolish the loan rule where you can't play against your parent club? Yeah, yeah, because because uh, as we know, a lot of um, a lot of lower lower teams, even reaching out to these to these um these top clubs in the league and and you know taking players on loan. Those players are sometimes might be up there with the, with, with the best, the best in the, in the club. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable why they would, because for some smaller teams, acquiring players on loan is like sometimes a big investment for them because mm-hmm. you know they go in, they go out and get these players, and they might want they know that okay, these are players that they will use to help push through for the season. Mm-hmm. So when they go up against these tough oppos- uh, these top oppositions where you know you want to rely on your you know your talisman, and he can't play. For just the simple fact that you know that's that's where you come from, as I say, it really just it put a handicap on them. They really just mm-hmm. playing that game with just one hand tied behind the back. And I just mm-hmm. say, Vera would have loved to turn to, to Gallagher and be like, okay, go on, because we know how he is in the league. We know the kind of spark he does bring. We know the, yeah. en- the energy he's energy he's played. And the thing is, if Gallagher had played, then you know Gallagher would have probably go there with in mind that he wants to prove something to his parent club too. Yeah, and because uh, with this example, I, I, I'll bring on because um. I don't know. I don't know any other example of any other clubs that did it. But at that time, when 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 City loaned um, a player called Patrick Roberts to Celtic, and he was firing on, he was he was dominating, dominating. Mm-hmm. And Pep came and Pep came out and said that how he doesn't want he doesn't want Roberts to not play against them in Champions League mm-hmm. because again could be the same group at Barcelona and everything. And he was looking good against all. He said he didn't want him not play. Two the two games City play against Celtic, he was he was the problem. I remember mm-hmm. I remember he was on the same same flank as Clichy. This man just had this man was just terrorizing Clichy whole time. He he had gas against against City. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, 
yeah, you know, fans and stuff might not like that, but you send a play out on you send a play out on loan, and most people want their youth players to be sent out to Premier League club. They don't really want them to be in championship where they're just racking up, racking up um stats and all that. Mm. You really want them to be in the Premier and you have them among the big boys and all that. So if you could see them go up against you, you can't just say that, okay, we go up against one of our own, that's going to swing the tie in their favor. They know they know fight now to impress. They know they fight to impress. If you're if your loanie happen to now come and, and bust your net score three goes on you, you really gonna blame the loanie for that. You gonna blame the you are starting eleven for not right. for not handling yeah. one one one. Guy, yeah. So I feel like yeah that I feel like you know it it taken it taken away from from um from the excitement. You know, you have a lot of players that have agreements with um or have a good relationship with other prem clubs. They will want to send the team out. But it don't make sense. You be able you able to send your loan. Yeah, someone has good um has good agreements. This is in club to buy their players too. Yeah, some you you have you could send your loanies out to a host of Premier League clubs, and every time you go in up against them, they just can't they just can't play against you. So that that really that, those things really don't make sense, honestly. Yeah, uh, that being said, like we said, Chelsea went through, and now it's gonna be another Chelsea versus Liverpool final. Chelsea will obviously be hoping for a different result, which we will see come the middle to the end of May. Uh, Switching to the Premier League, uh, the first game of the weekend was Spurs losing to Brighton. Uh, it was a last-minute goal from Leandro Trossard. Uh, it was, look, this is what I was saying this whole time with Spurs was that, you know, they overperformed their ability to score goals because of the fact that they have some seriously clinical players up top. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you know, if you deny them the ball, if you deny them space in behind, they could look very ordinary. Uh, that's what Brighton did. Brighton really did well to close the channels. Look, I get the criticism that pre- that Graham Potter gets because of how good he should be. Like based on the numbers and stuff like that, they don't win games yeah. enough, right? He's answered that by winning twice in London in two weeks. And I think that it is little things in games like this that you see the little tactical stuff that I really admire. Like for example, he started the game where it's typical, you know, three at the back. But he started with five actual midfielders mm-hmm. in the team to try and clog the transition spaces, to clog the half spaces, so that Spurs would have lanes to counter-attack through. Yeah. And there's a little adjustments like that that I really admire. You know, and, and there's games like this that would have given me hope in the past that you know Spurs would have fallen away in the top four race until my club decided they wanted to implode. Yeah. That being said... It was a wonder win for Brighton. And I like I said, I think that this is symbolic of some of the struggles that we would see from Spurs from not in the end of the season because I don't think that they while when you compare their fixtures, you know, place for place against United, against Arsenal, they probably have the easiest one. I don't think it's easy when you look at the type of teams they're gonna come up against. Like for example, um they're gonna have to play Burnley at some point, who's also fighting relegation. They're gonna have to play Leicester, who is in form. Um, even though I believe they they did not end up winning this weekend, Leicester. I don't, I don't check it. I can't see. I don't think they end up winning. I think they drew. Nah, they, they, they never drew. Yeah, they right, drew. but they have been in form recently. They have been scoring a lot of goals, and Leicester's also outside. I have beaten them a decent amount in the past, mm-hmm. and earlier this season probably should have win if they didn't want to bottle it. Yeah. And of course, they started to play Liverpool. They started to play Arsenal. So. Is a tricky run for them. Yeah, anything to say about this? Anything to say with that Spurs game is, I, I just said, just like what you said last week. You talk about the, the the front tree being class and everything behind them just being mediocre. And you saw that from from and not just from the result, but they needed a goal. 
and Conte had to resort to bringing on Harry Winks. Hey, what what bringing on like you're looking at the players after what are they going to do like there's other than the, that front tree if things are not working for them you yeah, can't just bring you can't bring on nobody I, and I, honestly i felt like you know you want to put you might put um doherty in that oh, mix they did win because leicester did win this weekend okay who they play they play crystal palace and they won they won two nil two one two one two one I try to remember who's I know. I think Harvey Barnes had scored one. Yeah, oh, no, it was Lookman and Chewsby Hall. Yeah, I played Palace again. Yeah. Yeah, I remember but that. I remember um, Lookman had scored because I remember it was really oh, interesting yeah, to yeah, me that yeah, Madison yeah. and Barnes and start. Yeah, and um, yeah, so yeah, just just respect with that with Spurs and yeah, at this point. Yeah, they they really just looking at the the top four right there and. They just don't want to grab it. Nobody wants to grab it. Nobody wants to grab it right now, apparently. Um, Switching over to Arsenal. Look, I remember I said at the end of January transfer window, I said that I think Arsenal are self-sabotaging. I saw somebody went back and commented on that TikTok and said, look, ha, 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 what were you talking about? Some shipping inside that he said, right? Mm -hmm. This is exactly what I was talking about. The thing is, it's like, the injuries have derailed us. That that is without a shadow of a doubt. And you think it's in us predicting the fixtures. You can't predict injuries, right? You, you just can't do that, right? Um, because you don't know how much players could hold up, and you know some injuries are, are due to like impacts so or like somebody fouling them or something like that. You can't predict injuries, right? But what you could have predicted was the fact that look, lack of that lack of goals was going to cause a problem at some point. And I don't think it's just his lack of goals. I think that when he is overperforming his ability to link play and stuff like that, yeah. it gets him by. You know, he was going to try a runway. It was some shipping that's like seven assists in nine games, something like that. You know, he's going to try a really good runway. He was really linking up well, creating for others, that kind of thing. But I think his lack of goals have come to haunt Arsenal now. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at things like, you know, Burnley signed Wakehorse in January, dog. How good I think Wakehorse would actually be for us right now. You know, somebody who's big that could just hold up the ball, link yeah. for others and stuff like that, while maintaining a decent presence in the box. I guess how happened this week a result of the train that's the crosses in the box. Train to who, dog? You know, like, it is frustrating me to no end to see teams like Arsenal, teams like City, that don't have aerial threats, just dog crosses into the box when you're losing. That's like, why? Yeah, why? Why, why are you doing that? That's a Pauli Pep playbook there, you know, and just say... Like, why? Like, just swing it was Just swing with no kind of real avail, you know? And it was frustrating because, you know, Spurs drop points again. And when Spurs drop points now, you, you would hope that Arsenal could jump on it. And, and they didn't. Now, the thing is, is that they played well. Arsenal have um, underperformed the XG for the last seven games. Is something like two goals, what I expected, goals of seven, mm-hmm. close to seven, something like that. And I think that Arsenal are getting hit with a lot of things at the same time, which, look, I, it's not anything I look for pity for because the treaters and the manager is supposed to be the plan for this. For example, signing some striker in January. And my biggest peeve with Arteta has been the fact that, look, when things don't go to plan A, plan B tends to see us fall apart. And the lack of a striker is showing that, that you know, he didn't get his plan A in Vlaovic. So then now, plan B is, oh, we signed nobody. We'll go again in Chan, in summer. But, bro, like I said a million times, but, and this is not only applicable to Arsenal, this is to every single club I always talk about. When you have the advantage, you press it home. 
You don't wait six months because football changes every six months. You don't wait. You push home your advantages. And we had the advantage and we let it slip. The irony is it's still in our hands, but it's going to take some serious change of form and, and regrouping and stuff like that. Because, like I said, I still think it's in our hands. Um, United are now level on points, just three points behind Spurs. And uh, we'll talk about them in a minute, but I still don't think that they will be the ones to pick fourth spot, um, even though that Arsenal and what seems to be Spurs being Spurs are falling apart. I still, I'm not, I don't think so because, look, anyways, we'll talk about United just now. But with respect to Arsenal, yeah, I think the lack of strikers really hurts. And us. The injuries obviously hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But I think those things are dealable when you can't outscore teams. I so much things that I said before are coming home to roost. Oh, the lack of sign of striker in January is coming home to roost. I said almost the entirety of the first half of the season is this over-reliance on youth players yeah. to all come to form at the same time and maintain that form. We are asking Bukayo Saka and Martinelli to maintain peace with Harry Kane's son, Ronaldo, and Bruno Fernandes. Is that fair? And hit big numbers, too. Is that fair? That's not fair, dog. You know? So... That means that was your thoughts. Well, you? well, winter uh, uh, on asses. But if from seeing these three results, because it has been Palace, Brighton, Southampton, hey boy, Bright, Arsenal was making Brighton, <sighs> making um, Brighton look like Bayern Munich boy. It's beating the poor London clubs. Dog, and, and even that Brighton game have me mad because the thing is, is like that one is on that one tactically was on a tether too. Dog, like he mm. overthinker. Uh, I think that was the game that you trust back Nuno, you put him back in the eleven and. As soon as we put Xhaka back in the midfield, we was controlling the game. We had our foot on the ball. We was pushing. We was creating. But at that point, they was already 1-0 down. Mm-hmm. You know? You do that at 0-0, it's a different game. The next thing, too, is that we are so reliant on these young players that they are not allowed the inconsistency. These young players should be allowed. Mm-hmm. Look, Saka, get COVID. I had not say, like, oh, well, bro, we'll play an ease back into the squad. Because yeah. there's no trust in Pepe, and for obvious reasons. Yeah, so, therefore, we are, again, reliant on him. You know, I showed Saka was fit, like sharper. That first chance that that um, Foster save, he scores that. Uh, mm-hmm. he would, yeah, he, would, he, he for sure. I feel like with experience, he would, he would have keep that low and hard. Yeah, and dog, uh, is this is where it falls on the for me. Mm-hmm. It's poor squad planning, mm-hmm. and we had chances to push on this advantage, and we didn't push it to him. No, and that's why I'm a mad dog. Yeah, sure. Because I know you see the well, you see him coming out and giving excuses after the, the Palace and Brighton, but you know. You can't, you, can't, you can't fool the fans one time and then fool them and try and fool them a second time and our third time coming up and, you, and it's, it's going to be three different excuses. It's yeah. Like if, and like a big, because of a big if, I feel like if, if Arsenal don't make the top four, I feel like they're going to be big question marks over the future, that, uh, honestly. Yeah, and I, I, wouldn't, I would not um, be upset with them for sacking them mm-hmm. if they do. Because I think at this point it's sackable. Because then our capitulation now is going to be similar to under Emery. And I thought even then that was that was sackable. That's nine, that's nine points, no? That's nine that's points. That's never one out of nine points. And you pick up one, any one of them points, and then yeah, we boy. are above... Well, I don't think we'd be above Spurs. We'll be level on points of Spurs, and I think our goal is for us a little worse. But still, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I know that you can't predict injuries. I know that, right? But the, is the other things. Like, dog, we said it last week. Our defense is not allowed any off days. You know, we go the whole season without considering from set piece, and we can see two and three games. Mm-hmm. And sure, that's just all, that's all lucky to some extent, right? Because we have been really good defending set pieces. So therefore, these men even 
allowed to have the wrong rubber the luck, mm-hmm. you know, and mess up on something because we don't score enough going forward. Mm-hmm. And who is that one that is on the attackers? And therefore, we are asking these attackers to play at an extremely high level, and none of them have the experience doing that yet, with the exception of Lacazette, who's not good enough to even be at a Champions League club. I am. I 110% believe Lacazette is not even cracking the top 15 strikers in the league. Yeah, and yet we are asking him to lead us to Champions League glory. And if he's not good enough, what are we talking about? The subs behind him and in Ketia and, and whoever else. Yeah. That being said, um, United won this weekend. 3-2. Uh, a Ronaldo hat-trick. Uh, I actually thought it was really nice when Ronaldo totally longer to join in him in the suit. I actually yeah. thought it was kind of wholesome. Yeah. Um, other than that, look, United won 3-2 against Norwich. And I think that says a lot. It says that United need Ronaldo to bail him out versus Norwich. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. a free kick to win the game. When last Ronaldo scored a free kick. When last Ronaldo pulled out, yeah? <laughs> exactly, right? You know, yeah. I mean, look, I part of me actually just real happy that he actually scored a hat-trick for some reason. That, that actually made me real happy. Uh, I am disappointed in Bruno because I captured him this weekend again. Like, talk, talk, talk. I don't know why I just do myself this. But I think this says a lot about United that they needed a hat trick from Ronaldo to mm-hmm. win against um, Norwich, you know. And United, this is why I still don't think that United have it in them to go to the race in top four because I think that the fact that they they allowed Norwich back in the game, the fact that they needed Ronaldo to pull out something out of the bag to win the game. What does that say if that's what you do against the twentieth place team in the league? And then yeah. now you have to come up against Chelsea, you have to come up against Arsenal, you have to come up yeah. against Liverpool this week. Yeah. You don't have easy fixtures left, you know? And that is why I think that they would fall short. But then again, that's saying that they would fall short and expecting the other two teams to rack up points, which right now, all three teams look extremely volatile. And at one point in the season, I was upset at the comment that it was a pl- case of whoever. Fourth place just is a race for whoever wants it the least kind of way. Mm. You know, everybody's dropping points. It's not really a, a good representation of quality. Or and I was upset about that because at that point, Arsenal was running something like uh, 12, um, 10 wins in 12 games, something like that. Like Arsenal was showing the form. Now, we are traded that we are. Now, it looks more like a, a case of it's just whoever wants it the least, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah, and you say, well, it's United. Yeah, you? I just say, you know, the fact that that... Uh, Get Ronaldo, Ronaldo to you know be able to mount against a side against Norwich. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to speak on you know and say anything of like you know any in two way two bigger negatives on on United's end because I feel like from just like most times this season United tend to make things very hard for themselves. It's not it's not a case of okay Norwich but Norwich had no big. Master game plan that bring them back and bring them back. Yeah. Oh, United honestly just making half of themselves. United yeah. just United the, them defense will just have men open for free headers and it just you see you see you see and kick <laughs> you see even for the current the um the first goal that they, they pull back you see them just run swing that in a man the back post free tell her just peel off him you want you you see those small little things that. It's not down to no okay, you need no. It's not down to anything big other than the manager looking at those things. Even players too, you know, players if they if they want to improve and they want to better stuff, you will see those things and be like, okay, your position yeah. your position off those things. But at this stage in the season, and you know from how big United is, and you see the the type of players that any club, 
it don't give you confidence to be like, okay, I have to tell these players that yo, you're def- you're positioning off, you're defending thing, you, you you're not ma- you like you're not doing stuff that in other teams in your position seem as the basics for them. Mm-hmm. So I say United really, you know, good result for them, but it doesn't bring confidence knowing that you have to rely on Ronaldo to pull a hat trick off for Norwich. You, you honestly might want to save that for for your next game against Liverpool, but to pull a hat trick off for Norwich. Yeah, no, that's not really giving giving them giving yeah. anybody that'll confidence. That'll be Champions League vibes. That'll yeah. be Champions League vibes. Um, that being said, I just want to talk about something with Chelsea real quick, and that is that look, Chelsea got knocked out of the UCL this week, mm. uh, and it was a really valiant performance between them and Real Madrid. Um, I think that part of the problem was that they left themselves with too much to do after the first leg because there were chances in the first leg. Despite look, I think that Real Madrid are a side that are good when they can't pull it together, mm-hmm. that they aren't great. They are, they are a good side, but they aren't great. And I think that they are over-reliant on the fact that they want Benzema to take these, not half chances, the quarter chances sometimes. Mm-hmm. And between him and, like, I saw a Real Madrid fan said that the tactic is to hope Vinicius and Benzema and occasionally Modric to pull something out of their bag mm-hmm. in order to get them across the line. And we're going to talk about them just now when they come back against Sevilla this weekend. But... Even though that that is the case with Real Madrid, across the two legs, Chelsea created a ton. And it was a case of where the teams just didn't want to take advantage of it. You know, Jorginho and, and Havertz made some really good chances in extra time. Um, in the first leg, it were, there was the Lukaku chances that we all know about that he missed. And I think that what we saw is the difference between the two sides is a side that's willing to create a lot for t- players that are not that clinical versus a side that's not going to create that much, but for a player who's demonically clinical. Yeah. You know? That being said, we're just going to La Liga one time. Uh, Barcelona played Cadiz this evening. Um, so, obviously, we won't be covering that. But Real Madrid came back 3-2 against Sevilla. It was a Benzema goal that sealed them, the winner. I believe that is 36 goals for him this season. 36 or 38. I think it's 36. Could be wrong. Um... But he is obviously captain of what is a brilliant season so far. Um, and it looks like the Ballon d'Or is probably his to lose at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. That being said, Virgil, yeah, anything to say about this game and Real Madrid? Uh, yeah. yeah um, the, def- the defense from Madrid, honestly, I like still. You, you look at you look at um, the run that they're in right now in Champions League. You look at like the, posi- the position in the league. And you'll honestly forget that the defense doesn't, uh, doesn't give you as much, you know, Comfort. Yeah, they'll give you comfort, comfort honestly. Cause when uh, I see when I see Madrid defense or like games where they come back, it's all good that you know they get any three point. But looking at have some teams that just really just run, honestly, look like they just running through the defense, honestly. Yeah. And like looking, and when you look back on that Chelsea game as you mentioned, the fact the from when the, when Chelsea got those two goals, it was honestly at that point because and we talking about and for those who 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 are watching this so. Alonso had a goal rule out. If that yeah. had, if that went in, a whole different a whole different story. Yeah, but and I mean it's also to talk about Chelsea's bottled work. Chelsea had the winner. They had the win in their hands. They yeah. were training up, and albeit it was a brilliant traveller from Modric, so, mm-hmm. you know, a, a brilliant traveller from him. You know, you can't do anything for that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you had to talk about the ability to hold out to see how that win. Yeah. And that was the first real chance that, other than the time that Benzema hit the post, that was the first, like, actual chance where a player get clear in the box and they couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But but for the um the Madrid win against Sevilla, you know, for them like you will you will look at that negative, but the positive you'll say for that they they know what they they know what they're fighting for. They know that although it's in their hands, they know they still they still have a good bit of work still to do. Because they want they want to they want to wrap with this league as quick as possible and they want to because you know any team any team in, uh, in that position they just want to want to wrap up as quick as quick we want to wrap with the league as quick as possible so i just say all credit to them for the um the fight back they had show and then and who else who else would rely on other than um benzema but also to get credit to the, to the undersides as well because i find rodrigo look he look he look good in that game yeah, and talk about Atletico Madrid really quickly. They won two on this weekend, despite the red card by Felipe, I believe it was. Um, but they also in Champions League this weekend, and they also got knocked out. Um, that being said, Virgil in the second half of the second leg between Atletico and City, we saw a little bit more attacking input us to them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wonder like why it is we don't see this from them a bit more. Um, do you think it's that Simeone probably scared to attack a little more times? Nah, um, the issue with Simeone's tactics is not is it's not really those who want to call it anti-football and call and just call it you know Burnley for Spanish Burnley and and whatnot. He's Sean Dyche get fired though. Yeah, very. We even talk about that. Brother else, yeah, like that. That's uh, for the that's uh, for the club. I I feel like right now there's a big shot in the foot for Burnley, honestly, at yeah, this stage though. because. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the right decision. Yeah, that's that not that's not that, the right that decision. That feel rash. You know that feel like that feel like when um Sheffield fire Chris Wilder last season. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and like it w- they knew that. Well, it's Sheffield case. It was definitely going down. It didn't make a difference. But but at least still have a chance to stay up. And I I just don't see why all of a sudden you lose faith in him. And that being said, though, I have a real controversial take that yeah. I, I I think I think United is just nice right there, so. Like United has a club that built their hair to jump in four four two though. And yeah. because of the quality of players that have there is now deemed that he is a deep block counter attacking side. Now I think he is a counter attacking manager. But I, I actually do think that he could coach us some really, really well. And I think that United have players that would thrive a lot from a four four two. And I think Bruno would really thrive in that being as one of the two on top, probably playing a little deeper, but one of the two on top. Sancho, um, Juan Basaka, if um, because he wouldn't have to be attacking that much and stuff like that. So yeah, but I feel, yeah. I feel like Sean, nice guy. He can't deal with too much foreigners. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you know, you want to bring back the four for two. You know, the, the traditional English style of football. The old, because you know, I feel like United might want to go back to the to those days. They just playing the, the rough, nitty gritty football. I feel like just uh, a couple Englishmen, just 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 um you know bully, just just there to bully the opposition. Yeah, I look good. But, but um yeah, but with the 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 other ones, I just say I feel like the only thing is not is his tactics is not to blame is you have is sticking to those tactics with the wrong personnel. That's fair the issue enough, because yeah. you know you saw for the likes of having Cunha, Rodrigo de Paul, Carrasco, Griezmann, Ciao, Felix, yeah. um Suarez. Bring it the traditional second half coming on, just throw on the three subs and help Korea forget. Throw on the three subs and just throw on the throw on the start attacking players. I just can't help but think if majority of those players started in the first leg and play the type of football they play with City still trying to go for the goal because at this point bring on Ake Fernandinho and all those men, you know for a fact the shop is the close not the shop. Yeah. 
but having those men and playing type of, those type of balls over the top, having defense, having to defense have to face their own goal. You just have you, you just need a moment to land to somebody like Suarez and who who could just take yeah, one yeah, chance. Yeah. You saw what Anel Correa he had a chance. You saw Cunha also also um having they having chance that Ellison had to got to come up really big to stop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they had do that, we, I, I don't want to say if they just do that in the first in the first ha- in the first leg, even if that way to the second leg and uh, and do something similar similar to like that. And they, I feel like there would have been a good chance they could have nick a goal because the city's defense was still trying to push to to make it to make it two at that point. Yeah, there were a lot more spaces. Yeah, but as I say not down to I don't think tactics the tactics not issue as you say. Everybody will look at us anti football. He's the villain in the whole football storyline. But I'll say it's the personal that really should more honestly. Yeah, and as you rightfully call him the villain, and and again they look in the storyline, you need all the characters, now. and Simeon is somebody that don't have a problem being the villain in the storyline, and his type of football, while you might not want it at your club, is very necessary in the landscape of football, you know. I mean, it's such a close to the Bundesliga real quick, but I mean, it got knocked out of the Champions League this week. Obviously, they win the Bundesliga, and obviously they're gonna win the Bundesliga, as we all know. Um, that being said, nobody really cares about that, but the fact that they got knocked out by Unai Emery is Villarreal. And you know, credit to Villarreal, credit to Unai Emery. Um, look, he has a phenomenal record in European football um, on his ability to reach the, se- the finals, not just semi-finals, but the finals, you know. And he is really doing something special there in terms of the cup, despite the fact that he won the Europa League last year. He's in the semi-finals Champions League this year, and both years he's had terrible league records. Yeah. I think he's something like eating La Liga or something. Yeah, you know, and last year it was the same thing. But I'm not going to say that thing because it was sound like the dog hating. Happy for the man. Hey, I'm happy for my dog Cockle. What I thought he yeah, scored. That, that's not what to say. I was real happy. You know, I was real happy because dog Cockle never scored for me, dog. And yet he happy yeah. beastliest. Dog, like he's been the most excited when the team scored. Yeah. Bayern Munich getting knocked off Virgil. Julian Nagelsmann is supposed to be healed as the next coming. I like not just Jurgen Klopp, but like the revolutionary version of him. And uh, he got knocked out of the Champions League. And this was, you know, there was one nil down. I believe they equalized in that game against Salzburg in the first leg, right? That one yeah. finished one one, right? Yeah. And it looked like a little bump in the road. Second leg come, six nil win, pretty standard, right? It felt like if. They were going to try and pull that trick off again. Mm-hmm. Just this time, it was better opposition. And the truth is, in the first leg, um, especially Villarreal had a bunch of chances that they could have made it 3, 4, 5 even in, in that game. Mm-hmm. What does that say about Bayern as a whole, Julian as a coach, if they have all this talent and again, knock out of the quarters? Yeah, something, something about it. This one just screams inexperience. Because you're going up against, well, you have this man, you know, he's the young manager in the game, you know, he is the, you know, he, his time is really for you to, really for you, the new generation of coaches coming through. But you're looking at a man who has been, who has been there, who has done it, who has been in, who's been in many big That's leagues. True. He has That's been, he has true. been up there coaching the best. He has been, up right. there. he has been, he has been down there coaching somebody worse than. Right now, this man, as I say, his his league record is not looking good. But when it comes to cups, that is yeah. that is the man. And in, and in Europe, you have to say all credit to him because the personnel that he has, you would not expect any personnel that he have to be in a semi finals of Champions League going up against Liverpool. Expect Gerard Moreno though. Earlier, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you're sure. 
But yeah. Man, like Chukwu is this good. No, and, like, and crazy. But, but from respect to what I say, personal, it's have a lot of players too that make, it, that make a name for themselves with respect to Correct, this yeah. run. No. Yeah. Pau Torres, people who have, have talked about him and say, you know, a lot of teams are eyeing him, but... Yeah, like, and he was Paul money match in his right now is yeah. if, if he is to if he is to get a move, the cards in his hands because from that performance, that man looked real good. Yeah. Honestly. So yeah, um, I say but with respect to Nagus, man, for some a little part, I want to say is inexperienced because from those games you're going up against a stubborn opposition, and I feel like there is no idea of how to break, how to you know break that and break teams already play team. like that in the Bundesliga exactly you, you're yeah. basically you're basically going a whole week of just teams rolling over every week of a team of teams rolling over for you you know put the firepower put the firepower just I just kill them with goals when yeah. you come up against somebody like Villarreal who don't they, they have none to play for they right now they just football and vibes for them they're playing for the storyline they're playing to make memories at this point yeah. they make a finals if they go hey, they, right now they just they live in life right now and you're going to put aside that stuff like that and, and have all that grit and whatnot and fighting. You need you need something else other than just yo. Let's just put the, let's just put the big guns up front and just hope that they could they could hit a goal out from from somewhere. Yeah. That being said, it is on the cards in in the in Champions League for it to be either all Spanish or all English final. Yeah, but you wouldn't uh, think that like there's so so much so much such weird combinations. Yeah. Happen. I. I, I if there's one thing I didn't think was the all Spanish, because all right, obviously Villarreal we didn't think would be here. And with Real Madrid, while I do think that in both games they, they really roll their luck, at times you can't deny that there are players in there of quality. Yeah. You know? Um going across this area, so Milan win, Inter win, so the top two stay as is, right? Yeah. Napoli played this evening in a very big game. Yeah. Right? What I want to talk about is the fact that while my side fall into pieces, the side of the Syria that I want to make Champions League, the door is opening for them. With Juventus yeah. dropping points this weekend. Uh, Juve went 1-1 with Bologna. And the truth is that it took a 90-plus-5 goal from Valvich for it to be 1-1 in the end. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, so that being said, what the standings is now is that Juventus on 63 points. Roma on 57 and they play this evening against Napoli. Mm. It is obviously not an easy game because Napoli, um, if I'm not mistaken, have the least goals, uh, sorry, the second least amount of goals conceded yeah. in, in the league. Only one more than um, Inter, who have the most with 25, they're on 26. And Roma have been leaky at times, a decent amount. So it's not an easy game. It, it isn't going to be easy. I will be tuning in, however, because yeah. I really hope that Roma could pull this off. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I swear to God, though, like, Arsenal, right now, it looks like they're going to make Champions League at all, right? But it will warm my heart so much if Roma make it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I have, I have not, this is not caught a flag, sauce is nothing at all. Yeah. But let me say Roma make it to the Champions League, right? Yeah. My dog always will fall out with Fenerbahce, dog, I ain't really feel to get it. Why? Because, I, dog, I don't know why everybody likes to fight my boy. Yeah. He and Mourinho have a lovely relationship, dog. Move my brother, if you get the Champions League, break yeah, my bridge and cross that all. Let me zest a little bit. Let him, let him, man, let him man vibe. I will be buying all three Roma <laughs> kits if that happens next season, dog. I promise you, I'll be buying all three. I'll, nah, one of them, I'll put Jose's name on it, dog. That, that, that's not a bad, not a bad move, you know, that one. And he gets us in that league. Yeah. He gets us in that league, dog. But yeah, 
Juve dropped points. Milan won 2 0, obviously. Um, it was 2 0 to Milan against Genoa. It was Rafael Leao and Junior um, Messias as the two goal scorers. And on the other hand, uh, Inter won 3 1 this weekend. Um, I guess Sp- uh, Spezia, sorry, and it was Brozovic, um, Lautaro Martinez, and Alexis Sanchez with the scorers. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on the title race on yeah. Milan? Just like um said last week, you know, teams like teams like um Milan Napoli were just making they were just making things difficult for themselves. Inter back in the title race, and you know, Inter they know they have they have the job right now. Milan currently Milan currently said first, but Inter have a game in hand. Right now, in the position of Milan, because I can't speak for Napoli, because they still they still have to play. All Milan could do, all Milan could do is is win all the games on hope. And at this point, these games in Syria are not are not easy. We see from teams like teams like um Bologna and those things, they are not pushovers. Those we see in teams at mid table, they still they, even if they have nothing to play for, they're still going to make things tough for for those who have things to fight for. Mm-hmm. So right now in the title race, all Milan and I said and Napoli, all they could do is win the games and hope something something. So I still have from Inter, mm-hmm. but Inter w- was going through that rough patch at a point where they weren't scoring, where they where they getting a lot of draws. But Inter right now, Inter right now firing. So mm-hmm. I feel like this way you don't want that title race. You don't want to have to rely on somebody else to do to do the job for you. If you if you could get. Don't worry, no dog. It it coming in your favor. Right now. Yeah. Next year Roma had to play Inter. I don't know how to win every game from Nautilus yeah, season, so, yeah, so come so on. Like, so <laughs> like, but the reason too is, you'll look at those games, you'll think that, but that's in the Syria. Milan, those games Milan going up against, the teams Milan going up against who have none to play for. Some of those games, some of those games, Milan, Milan struggle. Even, yeah. even, even those games where they end up getting like one nil wins or what. Milan did struggle. Whereas for Inter, Inter was struggling at a point, but I feel like when Inter is firing on all cylinders, Inter is firing and they could kill off anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. I won't say Inter reached ma- the max gear yet, but uh, if Inter continue to progress like that, yeah, they could run out. They could they could run back and win back to back. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And lastly, in the league, uh, Marseille lost two one to PSG this weekend, and while um. I don't think the table represents it because if I'm not mistaken, you know, PSG, him and PSG, Marseille have been, you know, the only they are actually second, but they're second point. Like, how much points is that out? Like, 10, like, they are 15 points behind PSG. Yep. But I think Marseille, while they did not have the consistency in the league to actually be, like, right up and under PSG this season, I think they have been the second best side in the league. And a big part of that has been uh, the two players they actually get from Arsenal, which was Saliba on loan and Guendouzi. And it was actually a really good game. Saliba scored an equalizer, which was disallowed. It was really tight. It was really close and contested. Um, but obviously, PSG went in the end. That being said, that's really it um, for football this week, guys. I hope you guys enjoy your Easter. I hope uh, you all enjoyed the long weekend, those of you in Trinidad and any other country that celebrating Easter this weekend. And we'll be back with you guys come this weekend. So, yeah. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.